No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, universe. It's good to be among friends sometimes. And sometimes that is when you watch a hockey game of that caliber. Uh, so it's time to come together and share and commiserate for those of you who are upset about the performance of the Winnipeg Jets. It's, it's the illegal to... curve safe space. That's exactly it. It's the illegal curve space safe space right now. Uh, if you're not already watching the Royal Rumble or something along those lines, come be with us. Come be with yours truly, Drew Mandel. Come be with Ezra Ginsberg. We'll talk about it. We'll share our feelings. We'll hash out our emotions. And on the other end of it, we'll come through in a better space, in a better mindset, or at the very least, courtesy of my friend, the Fireball, drunk. So really, you can't lose uh, one way or another. Uh, uh, joining us right now on the Illegal Curve post-game show. Uh, Ezra, good to see you. It's been a whopping... Uh, good to see you uh, as well. 11 hours and 50 minutes since we last got together, but uh, let's get together to talk about what was just an abysmal performance by the Winnipeg Jets, getting absolutely embarrassed on home ice by a Philadelphia Flyers team that, frankly, you know, isn't that good of a hockey team yet the jets made them look like uh you know the, the you know a, a, a montreal canadians team from their heyday uh in just an absolutely embarrassing effort at home by the winnipeg jets as it yeah this is not i think you were looking uh you were thinking of the 1970s dominant habs i, yeah. I got your back there i know what you were Thank saying you. this this flyers team is most likely not going to be a playoff team and not only are they not going to be a playoff team most likely uh mm -hmm. they had came into this game having lost 3 in a row Right. And that was their last game before the break, the all-star break. Right. So, uh, you know, they're obviously going to go into the break feeling very good. And mm -hmm. the Jets have one more opportunity here, Drew. But this is now officially the worst stretch of the season for the Jets. Right. We talked about it on this morning show. Right. Like nobody's hitting the panic button. But well, Saturday people night are getting here, closer to it, though. <laughs> well, I, I mean, look at the Jets are still comfortably in a playoff spot. But if they yeah. keep playing like this, especially coming out of the break, they're not going to be second in the central for long. They're now three points out of the out of first uh, three points behind Dallas. So look at, I mean, Saturday night at home, I mean, the crowd was fired up. But then on those last two power plays in the third period, like the game was obviously out of reach after Connor mm -hmm. Hellebuck was pulled after the fourth goal. I mean, the, the game was over, but the Jets had a couple of power plays. Justin Braun took that interference penalty and then you had mm -hmm. the Noah Cates delay of game penalty yeah. and the Jets couldn't even get one goal on the board. For the home crowd like it's just really frustrating and, and a few examples of how you could sum up you know what's happening for the Jets right now as you remember in the second period Nikolai Ehlers goes down you know speed down the left wing mm -hmm. and inexplicably just completely whiffs on it like it was really bizarre and you know later in the game um in the third period the first power play after Justin Braun took that penalty uh you know I thought it was summed up by Kyle Connor you know he's kind of in the slot, high slot, takes a shot and it hits Mark Shifley in front of the net, if you remember that, right? So, like, you know, Jets, Josh Morrissey missed the net on a really good wide-open opportunity in the second period on a, a dish, I believe, by Shifley. Like, mm -hmm. passes aren't crisp, shots aren't hitting the net, turnovers, just missed coverage. Like, we're going to get into the 
the Flyers' four goals here, even though I, I don't think Jets fans want to necessarily, you know, revisit <laughs> these fourth goals. We fourth promise goals. we promise we'll be funny when we go through it. It's okay, folks. Don't run away. Don't run away screaming. We'll be funny when we go through this game. We promise. And we're going to provide Royal Rumble updates, right? Because you've got it on the second screen, right, Drew? So uh, we'll talk I, about wrestling. We'll talk yeah. about, you know, uh, anything aside from that game. But, you no, know, obviously we have to talk about this game because – I mean, look at the Jets are not playing well right now. You can, you know, call it pace of play. You can call it connectivity. You can call it whatever you want. Uh, you know, the Jets have lost five of their last seven games here. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it with Kenny Weeb, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier this morning. Like, you know, you look at the Jets, five of their last seven games. Now, uh, I guess six of their last eight games, they've scored two goals or less. Like the offensive's dried up big time. And, you know, like, where was Mark Shifley tonight? Like, where was the, I mean, where was where the were... offense? Where was Blake Wheeler tonight? Like Blake wow. Wheeler was coughing the puck up. You know he was definitely doing that. Like you know it was, and he obviously you know got away with a penalty there. But I mean <laughs> you know it was just uh, unbelievable. Like I I thought for sure that the Jets were going to come out and you know just demolish the Flyers Saturday night after having lost two games in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And the first period was okay. Like the, the you know they were putting the puck on the net. They had some chances, but they had nothing to show for it. And then it seemed like almost like when the Flyers went up one nothing after Noah Cates made it one nothing. Yeah. Um. You know, it almost seemed like they were deflated. So there, this is I mean, just a very fragile team right now. Very good word. Fragile is absolutely what they are right now. I mean, what did we talk about uh, this morning on the show? We started the show with you know when I was being funny, and I put that in quotes because that's a matter of everyone's personal opinion. When I was it was funny. Right- Okay, thank you. When I was racing through the introduction to talk about pace, there was no pace to the Jets game today. Maybe in the first period there was a little bit, but you're absolutely right, Ezzy. Uh, you know, as soon as the Jets, you know, faced a little adversity, and I'll say adversity in this instance being the Flyers getting the opening goal, there was no pushback. There was no response. I mean, you saw Rick Bonus take that timeout, and that was very much a, you know, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed timeout. You saw him go through, go up and down the bench, you know, how often do you see a coach, you know, Mike Keenan used to do it all the time, but you don't see it very often anymore where a coach just takes a timeout, you know, sort of in the middle of a play. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, to, you know, to get a, to get a fresh set of legs out there. It wasn't anything like that. It was just a, we're playing so poorly. I need to call a timeout because you guys aren't listening otherwise. And yeah, you know, immediately thereafter they got, they had a response in that Adam Lowry, you know, had that opportunity and, and Carson Kuhlman had that opportunity. I was going to say Carson Kuhlman had two two opportunities. He had right. the initial shot and then they had that backhander that went off the, I, I don't know if it was the post or crossbar, right. it rang iron. So you're right. I mean, there was a pushback, but again, you, but didn't was put a goal, you didn't put a goal up on the board. And the pushback was one shift. That was it. There was, there was no supplemental pushback. It's not like the, the, the tone of the game changed at that point. And the, that was still... Uh, you know, a, a, a close game at that point. It wasn't, you know, that he didn't call the timeout after it was four nothing or anything like that. The game wasn't out of hand. You know, if you can't come back from a goal down or two goals down against the Philadelphia Flyers, well, what are we all doing here then? I mean, it's not like this is a, a world-beating team you're playing against. This is the Philadelphia Flyers. You saw them last Sunday. They weren't very good. Now, Carter Hart is a better goalie than Felix Sandstrom, and that's who was in net for the Flyers last week. Did and you I don't say Carter Hart's numbers, career numbers against the Jets going into this game was a 950 save percentage? Like, but, but again, you know, Carter Hart is a human being. Like, it's not like, you know, Carter Hart, you know, he, if you look at goal save above expected, I think his numbers have gone down a little bit, but earlier this year, he was top three in the league in goal save above expected. So Carter Hart is a, is a real good goalie. 
Like he's right. a legitimate number one goalie and he's young too. And the best is yet to come. But again, like a lot of, a lot of shots great, from the many, outside later yeah. in the game and, you know, not a lot of second chances. Uh, we talked about a lot of missed, missed opportunities. Like again, yes, Carter Hart was good, but I don't think the Jets got goalie tonight. That was not what no, happened. Oh God, no, that word can't enter into anyone's vocabulary based on tonight's game. The Jets just got outplayed. They got beaten by the team that was better than them. And it's, you know, you know, it's one thing when it happens on against Buffalo on Thursday. Well, Buffalo is a pretty good hockey team. I mean, I know that they're not in a playoff spot, but you know, look at their record. Look a little bit, you know, underneath what they're strictly their their wins and losses. They're one of the hottest made. teams in the league right now. Right. Philadelphia is not. No, no one's saying this Flyers team is any better than their record is. They're just not a you know they they're a middling hockey team that's not going to make the playoffs. They work hard and, though. Like they've got a lot of good young players. Like you know we we talked about it this morning. I've always liked Konechny, but you know Scott Lawton, uh, Morgan Frost, uh, like right. you know they've um, who else am I missing here? Uh, Owen Tippett who scored a goal. Uh, Noah Cates has been really impressive. He went to mm-hmm. uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. I think he played one year with with Dylan Sandberg. So you've got a like it's a younger team, but it's a hard working team. The Jets and. Play- this was not this was not a more talented team beating a less talented team. This was the more talented Jets. Team. Yeah, the, like look at it's just not some of the turnovers and the missed coverage that you saw in this game is just unacceptable. Well, it, it's unacceptable. And again, there's no somebody needs to be uh saying enough is enough in that room and, and needs to be saying it internally because the, wh- who's going to take the bull by the horns among the Jets best players and 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 say this isn't acceptable and they need to do it not with words necessarily but they need to do it with their actions the Jets best players tonight the top six wasn't any good they were they weren't any good. You can't point pinpoint one of the Jets' top six I players. Pierre Luc Dubois was was not good tonight. Like, and I, I'm a big Pierre Luc Dubois fan. I think yeah. you are, and and Dave is. We all are. I mean, any Jets fan that's watched uh, PLD this year, he's been one of their best players, right? Right. You know, it's it's been PLD and and Morrissey uh, yeah. leading the charge most nights, along with you know Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, and and others. But PLD did not have a good game. And you're absolutely right. Like it doesn't seem like anybody is taking the bull by the horns right now. And and it kind of seems like a rudderless ship a little bit. Who is, and I know that there's no captain, the captain on the team. And I don't need that. Somebody needs to have a C on their letter to, 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 you know, take that bull by the horns here. But what player is going to just say enough is enough from the Jets top six and almost bulldoze their way into, if not a goal, but at least a a tone setting shift. The Jets didn't have any of those shifts where they where they really impose their will on their opponent. Where we had seen them do that so many times earlier this year already, where they just said, you know, we're going to keep the puck in the zone. You're not going to be able to get it off of our stick. We're going to be able to cycle it. We're going to be able to even maybe put a line change together during it. This is our puck. We are going to own it now for the next X number of minutes. It's been a long time since the Jets did that. It's been a long time since the Jets' top six had a shift like that where they could sort of embarrass their opponent. Because sometimes when that happens, you know, when you're cycling and the opponent has no answer for you, it is embarrassing. Well, the Jets certainly haven't done that recently at all. And tonight, you know, I can't think of one instance at all where they sort of 
dominated a stretch of the game where they just sort of imposed their will. And again, if you're not imposing your will on a early, game, early in the first, no, you're right. You're absolutely it was more right. Back Drew. and forth, I would say, but it was just all sorts of ugly. And and the best players didn't step up to be the best players when the Jets needed them to be. No, they absolutely did not. And you know, we've got the the comment up from our friend friend uh, Brad Kerbison. Yeah, you know, there absolutely is a problem as far as I'm concerned. Again, problem. I said this on this morning show. Like when you're talking about a problem with this team, we're not talking about the Jets missing the playoffs because they're the the chances of them missing the playoffs are extremely low. Like they're they're comfortably in a playoff spot. I mean, obviously, you know, if a three game <laughs> losing streak turns into a seven game losing streak, then yeah, you're in danger of, of slipping out of second in the central. And then you could be talking about a wild card spot, but right. you've got, you've got Colorado that's been, you know, pushing and nipping at your heels. Obviously Minnesota has been struggling a little bit, so that helps the jets. Yeah. And you know, the Dallas stars are, as we mentioned, three points ahead, but forget the standings for a second. We're just talking about the way the jets have been playing yeah, over the last couple of weeks, really going back to that game, against the Arizona Coyotes. I wasn't on with you guys doing the post-game show, but, yeah. I mean, anybody that I talked to uh, that went to that game or watched that game on TV, mm-hmm. and I listened to a bit of the post-game show, I mean, the Jets ended up getting the 2-1 win, but the Coyotes are one of the worst teams. What are they, second worst in the entire league? Like, you got to pump the Coyotes at home. And obviously, nobody was expecting, you know, the, the Jets to come into this game and not have a fight and, and a push from the Flyers. But, you know, we talked about it. Like, this Flyers team, if you shut down, you know, a few guys, like, there aren't that many. There's there's certainly not as many game breakers on the Flyers as there are on, on the Sabres with, you know, Tage Thompson and you know, Jeff Skinner, Alex Tuck. There's um, not as but, many game breakers on the Je- on the Flyers as there are on the Jets, yet the Jets game breakers didn't show up tonight. No, I, I know. I agree with you. And, and, and look at, like, you know, I, I think, you know, th- these guys are, are doing their best. There's, there's something off right now and it's and it's not you and the thing is it's kind of similar to last year in that you could easily say that the jets were playing poor defensively i mean that was completely obvious you could point to how many times last year did we talk about the special teams right special teams are are not the issue it's everything right now like sometimes the jets are having trouble just putting together three passes and getting some sustained zone time yeah like honestly it's it's like you said like you're getting looks and yeah like you know mark shifley uh, you know, it seemed like he had five or six shots on net. I'll check right now to see how many shots he had. He ended up with five shots on net. Not bad. So, I mean, Shifley was shooting the puck. Morrissey was shooting the, the puck. Like, these guys obviously knew that 21 shots against the Sabres is unexpected. So they had 36 or 37, something like that tonight. But right. again, you didn't score any goals. So again, you could talk all you want about Kuhlman hitting the crossbar and everything like this. Like, these guys have to bury the puck. They they have to grind it out. And this game against St. Louis, I, I would say it's a must-win. Not a must-win in terms of making the playoffs or not, but you have to go into this break with something good to to, to talk about, to, something good to feel. Because right now, I mean, you got a couple wins on that road trip, but aside from that, the last couple weeks have been just putrid. They have been absolutely putrid, right? And that's a good word for it. There, there's just been very little, except with the exception of the game against Pittsburgh. But that game was so far long ago now, exactly. You know, you know that it doesn't that really might, matter. Might as anymore. well have been in September. You know yeah, what I mean? You're, you're you're not far off. It's just it's it's you know you can't keep heart uh, you know harping back on that as 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 the reason or as as what you can hang on to for the for uh, you know saying that the Jets are about to turn the corner. It's getting to be concerning. It's getting to be that you need to get a victory. Now, maybe, you know, 
you play against the Western Conference team on on, on Monday. Not I'm going to say Tuesday again, but I learned my lesson about that uh, earlier today on the on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. But maybe you play a Western Conference team on, on Monday, and it's a team in St. Louis that's not very good, and it's a team that you've had some success against. Maybe that you know makes you more comfortable, or 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 makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. But right now, what I saw tonight from the Winnipeg Jets is a team that's fragile, a team that's clearly lacking in confidence, and a team that just isn't doesn't know how to dig themselves out of this rut that they're in. There isn't that one person who's going to say right now to the rest of his team, to the rest of the team, follow my lead. Nobody's doing that. You know, strap on, strap on and hold on. I'm going to take us out of this rut. And that's right. what's concerning. I mean, well, Pierre-Luc Dubois players... and Kyle Connor were doing that, you know, earlier in the season for big chunks of the season. And right. obviously Josh, I thought Morrissey was, was really good tonight. Like obviously, uh, what was it? The Owen Tippett goal. Is that yeah. the third goal that third goal. Um, was the breakaway, right? Owen yeah, Tippett? Yeah, so obviously Morrissey got a piece of it. Uh, yeah. Pion that couldn't... was just sort of a weird one that it got all the way through, I would say. Well, they they let they let Tippett get behind them, right? right. Like that, that. I mean, Pionk and Morrissey were the pair for the Jets out there, and Morrissey gets a piece of it. But you know, Pionk, I, I, like again, I'm not I'm not saying that this goal is completely on Pionk, but you know, give Owen Tippett credit, right? Like he gets the pass. Forget if it was from Ristolainen or who it was from, but I mean, we'll it was just. It. Yeah, like we'll get into that goal. It was, yeah, it was Ristolainen. I just checked. So, look at, I mean, this is not a game where you single out, you know, one or two turnovers. Like the first goal, we're going to get into it here. Yeah. The Jets coughed up the puck three times in their own zone before that goal was scored by Noah Cates, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be concerned. Forget, you know, again, forget the playoffs for a second. Just the process here. Like, what is the process? Like, what were the Jets doing tonight? What was the game plan? against the Flyers because they certainly did not control the pace of play. They controlled the pace of play maybe the first 10 minutes of the first period, but, you know, that was about it. Like, it it looks like they don't look fast. They don't look connected. Mm -hmm. they, I, I just don't know. Like, it's, it's mind-boggling, really, what is going on over these last, you know, seven or eight games. It certainly is ugly, and it was ugly all over the ice tonight. Let's get into it. The Betway Game Recap is brought to you by Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront. With a large selection of betting options and sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds, what are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. And of course, this first and foremost, please play responsibly. The Flyers open the scoring. It's at the 15-15 mark of the first period, just after the Logan Stanley hooking penalty expires. Uh, Noah Cates gets his eighth of the year, assist to Morgan Frost and Owen Tippett. And it's, you know, uh, there's nothing pretty about it, except that they got a puck towards the front of the net, and then they won a battle. And they won the battle against, you know, Neil Pionk is trying to find the puck and he sort of accidentally kicks it onto the stick of Noah Cates. And then Noah Cates in one motion, uh, you know, beats Connor Hellebuck with it. Uh, you can't blame Hellebuck from my perspective, really, on any of the goals tonight. Um, and, but it's just ugly playing by the Jets in front of their own goalie. It, it's, it's ugly by Neil Pionk here. Uh, you know, Stanley isn't able to get back into the play, so it's not, it's technically not a power play goal, but it's almost, you know, in effect a power play goal. It's still just at the tail end of the five on four, but it's just ugliness in front of the net. But the Flyers win the puck battle. 
And that's what I wanted to highlight because so many times in tonight's game, as the Jets didn't win puck battles. Absolutely. And we talked about it with, with Kenny Weeb, uh, who was on with us, uh, around, you know, nine 20 or whatever this morning. And we were talking about Pionk. I'm not sure Drew, if you asked him, I think it might've been Dave that asked about Pionk. Yeah, like, Dave. look at, I, I like Pionk as a person and as a hockey player, but he's struggling right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just injury, if it's, if it's confidence, if it's mental, I, I don't know but he's clearly struggling and, 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 and it's tough to watch at times. And, and this particular case you mentioned, it was uh, uh, Noah Cates gets the goal, but I believe it was Morgan Frost that centers it. Right. And, and uh, Peon kind of just does the one handed stick check. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it just, it just wasn't, he just wasn't when you, when coaches Mark. talk about being strong in the puck, that's like right. that's, that's not being strong on the puck. And again, it's easy for me to say it's the end of a, a power play. And as you mentioned, um, you know, Logan Stanley's not in there. So it re- it is still a five on uh, four situation, but you know, it's just not, it's, it's not, it's, it's the opposite of being strong and tight defensively. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, it's, there's nothing beautiful about this goal. Like nobody's, this is not going to show up on the highlight reels. No. Um, but again, like the flyers just put it on the net and I think it might've even gone off of Pionk's skate and no, well, Kate's, it went we off about... stake back onto Kate's stick and then, right. and then he, then he just puts it in, but it's just about the want and the desire and the flyers had more of the want and the desire uh, all game long as they, you know, the jets, when was the last time the jets outworked their opponent? It's been a long time. I don't know if they got fat reading off their own uh, their own media clips or their own headlines or their own place in the standings, but they got to that point based on hard work, and they got to that point based on uh, a commitment to effort. You know, but you know the effort is just has not been uh, where it needs to be. It's not to say they're not trying. There's a big difference between that because you know I wouldn't use the Q word. Uh, you know, for for the Jets' performance, because that would be unfair to them. But there, with the effort they're putting in, isn't getting them the results. What's the keyword, by the way? Quit. You know, so there was no quit in their game. That wouldn't be fair to to accuse them of that. But I was like, was they, it quiz? Was it quibble? Like it was quit in this instance. But they need to, you know, if they're if the effort that they have right now isn't getting them the results they need, they need to increase that effort even more. They need to simplify the game and find a way to get to win those puck battles. You know, to win a puck battle in front of Carter Hart, just like the Flyers want a puck battle in front of Connor Hellebuck to open the scoring one nothing as he. Yeah, and you know what? Like, you know, we talk a lot about uh, you know, effort and, you know, being connected and forechecking and back pressure and all this stuff, but like the turnovers to me are maybe the most concerning thing about this Jets team mm-hmm. because it, it's not only are they turning the puck over, they're turning the puck over all over the ice in their right. own zone, in the other team's zone, in the neutral zone. Like Blake Wheeler coughed up the puck today in his own zone, tonight in his own zone. And it, and it just like, it was like, what, what was he doing there? Like nobody was around him. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it's like you know, they're playing frightened or something like that. And don't get me wrong. Every team goes through bad stretches, right? Like we talked yep. about the Sabres. They lost eight games in a row earlier this year, right? Like teams go through bad stretches, but this is completely different than the last time the Jets lost three games in a row. Like this is like, you know, the, the Jets are having trouble. They're healthy. They're, first they're, of having, all. they're having trouble scoring a single goal in a game, right? Yeah. Like obviously they didn't tonight, but you know they they struggled to score a goal against the Sabers. Those goals didn't come until late in the third period, right? So, 
there's a lot to be concerned about. Again, I do think they'll be better. And even though I wrongly predicted a win tonight against the Flyers, I think I'm going to predict a win against the Blues again. I just don't think they want to go into the break having lost four games in a row. But look, you don't think that Blues team's going to want to play the role of spoiler? Like they might be, they might be technically out of it, but you know they're they're not a they're not in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, so they're going to try to win that hockey game. These guys have pride. So yeah, this is this is bad, and you know we'll, we'll we'll keep getting into the goals here, but that's what stood out to me. The Jets, I think it was Pionk had the last turnover, but you know the Jets had a couple of opportunities to clear the puck before that goal was scored. Mm-hmm. And again, like simple things about hockey, like <laughs> you have to be able to clear your zone in certain situations, and that was towards the end of the shift. So you know you'll give them a little bit of a bit of slack there, but. Uh, you look at who scored these! Look who scored these goals tonight: Kiefer Bellows, uh, yeah. Noah Cates, Owen Tippett, uh, Tony D'Angelo. These this aren't household this, names. This, this isn't Gretzky, Messier, Coffee, and Curry here. It's really not. Uh, Flyers made it two nothing at the eleven fifty three mark. Uh, let me, sorry, before I get to the two nothing goal, I, I want to touch on. Look, the the officials handed the Jets an undeserving power play late in the first period. Yeah. You know, Wheeler should have been penalized because it was a blatant penalty. Instead, Wheeler gets away with it because the refs can't call two penalties against the same team in a row. Uh, instead, Philly gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, apparently for telling the refs that they're lousy at their job, even though they are lousy at their I job. I would love to have heard what Torts was saying because you could you could see Torts was giving. I think it was it might have been the players on the bench. It was the to players be honest with more you. than Torts, I think. Or it could have yeah. been the players on the ice, I guess, right, Drew? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like because it was it was blatant that they missed this call. Yeah. In any event, and the Jets, okay, here's a golden opportunity for you here, a golden chance for you to you know take advantage of that on the power play, an undeserving power play, and they don't do anything with it. The power play, it's not just one aspect of the game that's struggling; it's everything exactly. about the game that as of late that's struggling. I just wanted to highlight that one because that was an opportunity for the Jets to take advantage of something handed to them on a silver platter. Well, and same thing with those third period power plays. Sure, Again, sure. you know that's that that's garbage been, time. The, yeah. the scores four nothing when they got those two power plays, but to yeah. me that was to build to have something to Show build on going into the game on Monday or Tuesday. We're we're still not sure when that Monday. game is. Obviously, I'm joking. Yeah. Anybody listening to the Saturday Saturday morning morning show we, we forgot if the game was on monday or tuesday but the point is the power play was not good again mm-hmm. like the power play has struggled i mean the road trip there were a few games there where it was clicking but uh the power play has not been strong and yeah like there, there's 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 a lot that that i think rick bonus and the coaching staff will be watching tonight on on video or tomorrow morning on video not liking mm-hmm. and like we talked about the the jets have got to figure this out because this is, I mean, they have to, they're going to be the ones that have to have to dig themselves out of this, right? No question. No one else is going to do it for them. Uh, no one else is going to do it for them. And that's just exactly where they, they are. No team is ever going to take any sympathy on you or anything like that. Flyers make it 2 nothing at the 11.53 mark of the second period. Kiefer Bellows gets his first of the year, assists to Ristolainen and, and, and Noah Cates. It's just blatant puck watching. There's five Jets guys. None of them are taking Kiefer Bellows, who's all alone in the slot. I mean, you know, there's a, you know, it's it's Morrissey and or who's on the ice here? It's Pionk and Stanley are on the ice. I think both Stanley and Pionk are behind the goal line. Shifley, Ehlers, and Wheeler. That line was terrible tonight. Uh, you know, are, are all puck watching. Nobody picks up Kiefer Bellows. You know, and I know that Kiefer Bellows isn't going, isn't typically a you know a scoring threat, but any NHL player left alone in the slot in that position is a scoring threat. 
And he makes no mistake, and good for him. He beats Connor Hellbuck upstairs. The Jets are just sitting there, you know, I'm not sure what they're doing. They're covering air. They're doing a great job of covering air, but it's 2 nothing Philly. And if you, you know, this Jets team just did, there was no sign that they were going to come back from 2 nothing down, uh, which obviously they didn't in the course of this game, Isaiah. Yeah, by the way, was Rasmus, Rasmus missed and having the game of his year because we were mocking that contract uh, when it was signed by by the Flyers because Ristolainen not only did he have a couple assists, but he actually looked really good out there. I, I still think, you know, uh, he, you know, he's he's not the number one defenseman that they necessarily thought he was when they signed him, but you're absolutely right, Drew. I mean, like, there were turnovers that led to this goal, and th- there's no other way to say it. You, you nailed it. I mean, there's too many guys standing around watching. And Kiefer Bellows is a guy that's been a regular healthy scratch. So good for him. He roofs this one uh, glove side on, on Connor Hellebuck. But again, he just gets a pass. And it's a nice pass by Ristolainen, um, but nobody picks him up. So yeah. it's, it's again, the Ristolainen, you know, he he's he had the initial shot that missed the net. He picks up the puck. So the Flyers have control. They're moving the puck around. But again, this is an un, this is an avoidable goal, yeah. right? Like there's two guys, Shifley and Wheeler are both there, and he's just not picked up. So... You know, I, I don't know what else is there to, to say aside from that was a, a pretty pretty weak defense by the Jets on that goal by Bellows. Uh, that it was. 2 nothing for Philadelphia after 40 minutes. It's ugly. And the third period was only uglier. Uh, you know, where's the push? Jets, where's your push, Jets? Where are you gonna where are you gonna find that 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 you know dig deep and find that next gear in order to get back into this game, in order to cut the lead from two nothing to two one? Well, it wasn't there. Owen Tippett, his 14th of the season, assist to Ristolainen, and, and, and Cam York at 311. It's a breakaway. He gets in behind Pionk and Morrissey. Uh, you know, it wasn't a great pass by Ristolainen. Pionk and Morrissey, in my estimation, are in pretty good position. No, you never want to let uh, a player from the opposition behind you. You don't want that. So in that sense, that's not great. But the pass somehow evades both of them when it looked like it should have been well, Marcy, Marcy got a tip. Yeah, a it looked it, like right? it should have been picked off relatively easily. This yeah. didn't look like it was a crisp. This wasn't Eric Carlson, uh, you know, you firing a pass up the ice, or Housley firing a pass up the ice to Solani and sending him in on a breakaway. This was a bit of a floater or a bit of a knuckleball that somehow got through both Pionk and Morrissey onto the stick of Owen Tippett. And look, there's a reason why the Flyers got Owen Tippett for Claude Giroux last year. Because he's a good prospect, he's a good player. He's yeah. got 14 goals on the year. First he round pick. Almost, yeah, exactly. Former first round was he? Was he tenth overall? Eighth overall? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that by the Flyers or the the Panthers back a few years ago. Yeah. But Tippett comes in and he makes no mistake. He beats Connor Hellback. It's three nothing early in the third period, and it's just a, it goes from bad to worse for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, like that goal was for me like the end of the game there. Like because, yeah. you know, you, you like you said, you know, in the first 10 minutes of the show, Drew, you go into the second intermission, you're down 2 nothing, right. but you you're still in the game. Like this this game is not out of reach and the Jets actually I thought came out with some some decent energy and some scoring chances in the, in the early part of the third period, but you know, this one is an absolute killer at whatever it was, three and a half minutes or something like that, right? Yeah. But yeah, you just can't let Owen Tippett get behind you like that. That's as simple as that. Like, right. So there's a lot of blame to go around there, um, you know, but, and, and even though Morrissey does get a piece of it, um, it it's a clear breakaway. And again, you're not going to fault Hellebuck. It's a nice, nicely placed shot by Tippett. As yeah. you mentioned, you know, he's a guy that maybe he's taken a little bit longer to, to develop than we right. thought, you know, back when he was drafted in the first round, but uh, you know, the, the flyers buried their chances, right. 
so when the Flyers got their chances, they buried them. And, uh, you know, again, these are not necessarily self-inflicted, but again, defensive coverage, not picking up your guys, missing assignments, right? Like just generally sloppy hockey. And I think the two are very much related, right? Like earlier in the season, what was the narrative for this team being in first place in the Western Conference? Rick Bonus has finally got these guys to buy into a system where they play quick, they, they're mm-hmm. aggressive on the forecheck, they pounce on turnovers, they're tight defensively. Now the Jets just look like this is the last year's Jets, right? Like we don't know what the hell they're doing out there. Yeah. Right? Like guys are just, nobody's picking up, you know, the, the, the man in the slot. You know, there's there's breakaways galore. There's odd man rushes galore. Um, you know, the power play, you know, even though they have, you know, decent zone time and looks, like they're missing the net and just not taking advantage. Like it's just, there's just ugliness everywhere. And, you know, for me, that was the, that was it three, you know, the four, nothing goal. Okay. Hellebuck gets pulled for Riddick. Fine. But to me, you know, the early third period goal that puts the flyers up three, nothing, especially with the way the jets have been struggling to score off uh, score on Carter Hart. That was it. That was the game. Well, and the four nothing goal a few minutes later, three minutes and thirty seven seconds later, uh, Tony D'Angelo, his ninth assist to Scott Lawton. Uh, it's a two on one, and I understand you know. And Shifley comes in. The Jets are are aggressive. They're pinching. They're trying to get back into the game. Shifley misses wide. He misses the far side. The puck rims around the boards. And, and Morris Flyers... is completely caught up there. He was he yeah. was literally in front of Carter Hart. Like That's right. he's he's not even able to get back into the play. they were pushing they needed a goal down three nothing you need to do that but again but Shifley needs to know he needs to have better uh situational awareness there he can't miss wide you can't miss the far post on that play because he has to recognize and he has to realize that he's the player who's back because everybody else is in front of him he's the player who's back who would need to cover for Morrissey when he misses wide with the shot. And again, it's three, nothing and you're trying to score. So I'm not going to, it's not, you know, this isn't what ended the game for the jets, but you do need to have a little bit of better situational awareness that when you miss wide there, it's going to come around the, the, the boards and you're going to have it. You're going to be putting your, the, the defenseman in this, in this situation who would have been Brendan Dillon. You're putting him in a vulnerable position to be at the mercy of a two on one because you're the last guy back and you've missed wide and the puck is ringing around. Ra- right around Absolutely. and that's what happened uh with uh with Lawton hitting D'Angelo D'Angelo going roof job and that's the end of Connor Hellbuck's night and that's the end of the scoring tonight as well yeah and and you know again I don't know maybe this is just me here I I didn't love the the Hellebuck pull because I think everybody expects him to play on Monday night or Tuesday night again uh, how many <laughs> times are we going to tell that joke Thursday but night. I think I don't think Riddick is going to play I, I and that has nothing to do Hellebuck. with this game I thought we thought we talked about this I believe we talked about this morning, or maybe this was Thursday night. We talked about Hellebuck getting the last two starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not really sure what the point of that is. Is that just to kind of get him out of there because it's you know to save him the embarrassment of of you know a five or you know six nothing goal deficit? You're, like you're saving I, him the embarrassment of the you know it, it's it's both saving him and it's sending a message to the players uh, you know who are still playing in the game that your performance is right. is forcing me to do this right it's You're more playing... the latter for sure as, right. as far as i'm concerned right like it's less about cuz look two on one that pass by scott lawton we talked to anthony sanfilippo about scott lawton he's the only guy i don't know if a lot of people knew that to be honest with you that's what we try to do we try to educate people he's the only person that has an a on his jersey this year, not, not something. Right. Maybe the first time, by the way, that's ever happened, Drew. Yeah, only you have to go back and, and and look into that. Same thing with not having 
either team have a, a game day skate. That was something that we weren't sure if that's ever happened Where's before. Start? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, beautiful pass from Scott Lawton to Tony D'Angelo. Let's put aside the what D'Angelo did, uh, you know, off the ice there. But, you know, it, it's a nice goal. And, and it's not Hellebuck's fault at all. But you're completely right. Shifley misses the net wide. Morrissey's up there pinching. Uh, and then I believe it was Carson Kuhlman who's rushing, to, you know, to to get back and and you know make it, um, you know, try to prevent a goal there. Um, mm-hmm. Who was the other defenseman? I think it was Pionk, right? So Pionk, it's Pionk on the two on one, and then Kuhlman tried oh, to, to try uh, to come one, back. It's, it's Dylan. Dylan's the other. Pardon me. There. there you go. So yeah. yeah, it was again odd man rushes, breakaways, mm-hmm. uh, and and even though the Jets are down three nothing, pressing at that point, you got to have better situational awareness there. So again, you know, it's hard, it's tough you know, for Jets fans, um, you know, to, to revisit these goals and everything like that. But look at they, they, this is rock bottom, I think for the Jets this year, and they really need to dig deep and, and, you know, get focused and, and come out with a victory. There's there, I don't, I don't even care, you know, what, how many goals they score. They just got to get two points. They got to go into this break feeling much better about themselves. And I do think they will, but I was wrong because I thought after the Buffalo game, they were embarrassed, and let's not get it twisted here. We talked about it on Thursday night. That could have easily been a 5-1, 6-1 game for the Sabres. Like, the Sabres came into Winnipeg and dominated them. Similar to, you remember, a couple of years back, Carolina did that. Yeah, I remember that. That, right? was, and, when, and that was when Svechnikov did the Michigan against yes, the Jets. I think it was two years ago, three years ago. But mm-hmm. look, at the, you, you, you not only, like, the, the shots to me don't really matter. Like that, that's not, you know, having 36 shots, 37 shots, you, you were shut out on home ice on a Saturday night by a team that's much below you in the standing. So I'm not taking anything away from the Flyers. I just don't think the, the Jets did themselves any f- favors the way they played defensively. I would agree uh, completely with what you said there. As it's four nothing is the final score tonight. Philadelphia absolutely dominant uh, over the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets don't get any goals. Uh, so I can't, well, take a shot for a shot of the game from the Jets. Take a shot. I can take a shot for, well, I had to watch that hockey game. So Seagram's fireball tastes like heaven, burns like hell. Uh, much like watching that game would be. It would maybe burn your eyes like hell watching that. This is quite tasty uh, as it happens. But uh, I, I can't believe you still have fireball in that little bottle. Well, I would have finished that. I months know, ago I'm, I'm pacing myself I'm, I'm pacing myself here is what i'm doing i'm trying to prevent prevent people from thinking that all of a sudden i've got an alcohol problem i don't folks i promise you uh that is the betway game recap it's brought to you by betway one of the most simple fun and safe to bet with betway so head on over to betway and bet your way must be 19 years or older to play please play responsibly I'm putting all of my money on the 49ers drew Oh, that's that, that's good, Ezzy. That that makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna hope that your wife is the one who actually holds the keys to the checkbook. In the well, we got the the endorsement from Anthony Sanfilippo. I had no idea that he was a 49ers fan, and he called the win. So I think I'll splash a little money on on the 49ers. Alrighty, folks. If anybody wants to help out Ezzy and make a donation to his GoFundMe page on Monday, it's GoFund uh, Ezzy so he can pay his mortgage. Uh, we'll send out the link to that uh, page a little bit later on in the show. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from what the Jets head coach Rick Bonus had to say. He did not mince words about tonight's performance by the Jets. Tough Duck Hardest Hitting Comment, Merchandise Contest, and the usual shenanigans you've come to expect on this fine post-game show. Ezra Ginsberg is on the right of your screen. I'm Drew Mandel. I'm on the left of your screen. Stay with us. It's the Illegal Curve post-game show. We're live on YouTube and all of our social media platforms. 
Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. 
Shortly after 9.30 in the evening, welcome back. This is the Illegal Curve post-game show. I am Drew Mandel. The man on my right is Ezra Ginsburg. He's feeling all right, I assume, on this Saturday night. What's happening in the I'm Royal Rumble? I'm feeling great. What's happening in the Royal Rumble, Ezra? Give the I don't know. I, I didn't pay for the uh, the Royal Rumble. I thought you were going to have it on, on the second screen. There's actually, though, I don't know if this is the first time, but there's actually two Royal Rumbles. The men's and a women's? Yeah. And women have been in the Royal Rumble. Everybody remembers the famous one being China. Yes. I think she might have won it, actually. Um, but I don't know. Uh, she was uh, the ninth wonder of the world, as you remember, Drew. You know I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, but I, I, there's I'm actually as, a 30-woman Royal Rumble. Uh, the 32nd uh, wonder of the world. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's where I am at. The yeah, 30. Elliot's got his 32 thoughts. You're the, yeah, the 32nd 30 wonder of the yeah, world. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very prestigious. It's yeah. all very important. Uh, in any event, uh, okay, somebody else can give us Royal Rumble updates then, I suppose, uh, if, if, if he's not up to the task. Uh, that's okay, though, Ezzy. We got like Kevin Owens. I think that's the uh, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns is for the the title. So I'm hoping ah, I... Kevin Owens, he's from uh, Quebec. Yes, he is. So, uh, yeah, when I've got him as my, uh, when he uh, surprised Boost Brudrow, that's my, uh, I've got that as my Twitter to display pick. To me, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Well, he, tw- when, when Buffalo, when Buffalo, when Vancouver was screwing Boudreaux around last week, uh, Kevin Owens uh, tweeted something I saw in, in support oh, did he? of Bruce Boudreau. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, it's that unbelievable was... how, like, everybody is behind Bruce Boudreau. Well, did you like, see that? Like, we're not just the... talking about in Canada or in the hockey world. Like, everybody, like, it, it's so funny how. Fans the other day in Seattle, uh, I guess so. Vancouver won their first game. Again, uh, they beat, I guess they beat Chicago in Rick Talk. Oh, good for game. you. Yeah, congratulations. Mazel tov. Uh, you're, I guess you're better than the Flames, though, in that case. But uh, And then the next night, the Canucks went to Seattle, and they got shit-kicked by Seattle because Vancouver is terrible. And then the crowd in Seattle started chanting, Bruce, there it is. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah. Which I thought was terrific because the Canucks, congratulations, folks. You are the laughing stock of the NHL. They're they're cheering for Brucey in other cities. Yeah. Like that's, that's how bad they look. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. Um, not funny. Rick Bonus's response uh, to the Winnipeg Jets performance tonight. Let's, let's go through some of these quotes because they're worth going through. Uh, says some players seemingly quote, didn't want to play tonight. Singles out his, Difference makers as being invisible. Can't even find them. Asked about the booze from the fans. I'm surprised there weren't more of them. Uh, more from Rick Bonus. Right now we're going through a spell that as soon as the adversity kicks in, we're going on our own program, which was the problem all of last year. We thought we had corrected it. Now we have to correct it again, and we will. Uh, more Rick bonus. That's all the fans want to see is a 60 minute effort right now. The process isn't good enough and the effort isn't good enough. And that's all our fans want to see. So they are justified in their booze. Uh, more says that the, mer- it was a mercy pull of Connor Hellebuck after four goals quote, don't embarrass pretty clearly one of the best goalies in the league. Don't embarrass him. That was enough. So there's some quotes, some selected quotes from Winnipeg Jets head coach Rick Bonus. Clearly not happy with the team's performance because he shouldn't be. Uh, but pointing the arrow directly where it needs to go, the Jets' best players, who yet again were completely invisible tonight and were badly outplayed by the opposition, a less talented opposition. But talent only gets you so far. Hard work and the desire to do the right thing 
and the and the demand on yourself to do the right thing is what gets you further as he so some uh, real truth from the Jets head coach. Yeah, absolutely. And you you talked about this on Thursday night. You talked about it on the, on the Saturday morning show. Mm-hmm. We talked about it again tonight. Like there needs to be uh, a, a situation on Monday night where Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, yeah. you know Blake Wheeler, Pierre Luc Dubois, like the senior leadership of this team needs to take over uh, and you know start producing right and Ehlers as well like again and and there there's going to be bad stretches so you know we're not going to put this all on those guys but okay. these are the guys that get paid the big money to you know score essentially like that that's how you win hockey games you score goals like and and you know the Jets have to be better defensively but how many how many hockey games are you going to win by scoring a goal or no goals right like obviously you're not going to score any game goals games by, by scoring no goals but you're absolutely right so bonus is calling out those players and to me like again you expect that out of bonus after you get beat for nothing on home ice but we'll see i mean the result on monday night is is really going to be you know what's what determines you know whether this is all just you know fluff or you know these guys are are going to you know bear down and and you know find it because I agree with what you said this morning, Drew. Like the Jets clearly want to just get to the break. They're going to have 11 days off or 12 days off here. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys are going to go on vacation. Obviously, Hellebuck and Morrissey are going to go down to, to Florida for the All-Star game, right? But for the most part, these guys are going to rest and, you know, they're going to spend time with their family and friends, go on vacation, everything like that. But they've got a hockey game to play. Yeah. And, you know, they've lost five of their last seven games. So this is a big one. Again, must win, not must win in the sense of, you know, playing for your playoff lives here, but must win in, you got to stop the bleeding. Yeah. You have to stop the bleeding is right. Because if you keep this up, if this goes on, if this is the performance on Monday, I was going to say Tuesday again, but if this is the performance on Monday against the Blues, boy, oh boy, our tongue's going to be a wagon for the uh, 11 or so days that you're off until you come back and face the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I guess that's two Saturdays from now, the 11th of February. That's that nine o'clock. Uh, start here in downtown Winnipeg. Uh, so the Jets definitely need a better performance uh, to feel good about themselves coming into going into the break uh, after Monday's game against the St. Louis Blues. And just quickly, Drew, I know we're going to yeah. get into the Tough Duck hardest hitting comment. We're going to get into the IC merch uh, contest as well. But just wanted to mention, you mentioned the Blues. The Avalanche defeated the Blues. I'm not sure if you saw that 4-2. 4-2, yeah. So the Avalanche, I believe, are now six points back of the Jets with a couple games in hand or three games in hand. So you so yeah. it didn't seem realistically realistic yeah. a month six, ago. Six points back with three games in hand. There you go. Six points back with three games in hand. So that's not yeah. really six points, nope. right? Because you got to think that they're gonna they're gonna win at least one of those games. They might win all three of those games, right? So mm-hmm. it didn't seem realistic a month ago that the Avalanche could catch the Jets, but now the Jets are in danger of actually falling out of a, a top two spot in the Central Division, and then you're now you're getting into a wild card race with Minnesota and Edmonton and Calgary and some of these other teams. So. This this is a very important game coming up on Monday night. Yeah, you need you need the points. The saving grace for the Jets has been that the Dallas Stars have been losing in overtime. They haven't been able to win, get any wins during this Jets slide. The Minnesota Wild, as you referenced, as they haven't been playing great hockey either. They're two all with Buffalo uh, after forty minutes, so that'll be an interesting uh, third period to keep an eye on. See if uh, if Buffalo continues their hot streak and if they can do the Jets a favor in knocking off their Central Division rival. We saw Colorado win, but you know 
it's not that Dallas is also separated from the Jets. There are three points up on the Jets, and I believe the Jets have, I guess, another tied in games played at this point in time. So, you know, the Jets are certainly still within striking distance of Dallas, but the rearview mirror is getting a lot closer. That's the difference from where it was, say, a week ago or two weeks ago before this slide really actively started. Tough Duck, hardest hitting comment for this uh, Friday, Saturday, not Friday night, it's Saturday night. For this Saturday night, the Tough Duck, hardest hitting comment, as a who is getting the toque from our friends at Tough Duck. Before we get to tonight's hardest hitting comment, I saw Drywall Man. I, I, I don't forget when I see Drywall Man in the chat because it's yes. one of the best names. Yes. Drywall Man, I believe, hasn't contacted me. He won, I want to say, a few weeks ago, Drywall Man won the Tough Duck hardest hitting comment. So Drywall Man, if you're still there, send me an email, Ezra at IllegalCurve.com, because you got to get your Tough Duck toque. Uh, send me your mailing address. Tonight, Drew, we're going to give it to Grizza Smash, another pretty good uh, display name. That was back at uh, 9.09, so about half an hour ago. JMO and Helly showed up to play. Third line had the best chances. This should not be how your team works. Really disappointed after this loss. That's going to be tonight's hardest hitting comment, so hopefully Grizza Smash is, is watching and he knows that he won. If somebody knows Grizza Smash and he isn't watching then uh, you know, let him know. But uh, send me an email, Ezra, E-Z-R-A, at, at IllegalCurve.com. Send me your mailing address, and Tough Duck will ship out a toque for you. And again, I'm going to re- reiterate how badly you need the quality Tough Duck toques because yes. it didn't seem that bad. It was cold during the day, um, but early this evening, like it it definitely felt like it was around minus 40. So there, there you go, go. Grizzly Smash. Send me an email, and you will get a Tough Duck toque. There you go. Congratulations to Grizzly Smash, the winner of tonight's Tough Duck hardest hitting comment for his comment that we had up on the screen earlier. Send Ezzy the email. Now, I remind you, folks, so we're going to give away some more Jets gear coming up here momentarily. And of course, there's a unique code word as well that I'm going to display on the screen momentarily. But we remind you that today is Saturday. Ahead of Monday's game against the St. Louis Blues, this is your last opportunity. The next couple days, the next 24, maybe 36 hours, is your last opportunity to do more of the items on the contest page in order to gain more entries into the Illegal Curve Merchandise Contest. Because the winner that we're going to draw for Monday's game against St. Louis, that winner is not going to get authentic Winnipeg Jets gear. They're going to win two tickets to an NHL game of their choosing. So Tuesday or Monday's winner gets gets tickets to an NHL game of their choosing. So now is the time this month, because we're wrapping up towards the end of January. Now is the time to gain as many entries as you can and get extra entries if you can and do all the different tasks that earn you entries so that we want you we want to send you to a Jets game or any game of your choosing when we draw your name if we draw your name on Monday so whatever it is it's any game in any NHL city be sure to get your entries in to be able to win the unique code word this one gets you 10 entries on its own given that we were playing against the Philadelphia Flyers or the Jets were playing against the Philadelphia Flyers, pardon me, the unique code word or words is iPad free zone. We all remember earlier this year, John Tortorella saying no iPads on the bench. You guys are focused too much on what's happened. Focus more on what's uh, ahead, what your next shift is going to look like. Don't look back at the previous shift. Look forward to the next shift. iPad free zone, all one word. All cap letters, that is the unique code word for the Illegal Curve contest. Put that 
code word into the contest page and you will get entries to get your name drawn in the illegal curve merchandise contest much like our winner it shouldn't just say smithson i don't know why it says smithson it should say philip smithson i'm not sure what happened to the name philip there let me type that maybe back maybe in. philip is now like share it could be he might just be he might just have one name, one name. yeah there by the way, go. did you see, did anybody else, at, yourself included, Drew, by the way, mm-hmm. congratulations to Philip Smith, and he's a long-time IC, IC listener slash viewer, yes, recognize that name, Never, I've never yeah. met Philip um, personally, but in person, but uh, did you see that Britney Spears renamed herself uh, River Red? No, no, I, 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 I happened to miss that one, uh, surprise. Like, not, not Red River, River, River Red. Red, like, and I don't know if this is a joke, or if it's just like... Uh, like a nickname or something like that, but I saw that. Uh, anyways, you know I'm a big Britney Spears guy. I do know that you're a big uh, Britney Spears guy, but I, I did not. I must have missed that in my TMZ watching uh, that uh, that Britney Spears is now River Red. But maybe that'll be the code word uh, for one game upcoming. You know how we like to you know harken back to some previous shows to make sure people are watching in order for them to uh, to understand why the code words are what they are. But a big congratulations to Philip Smithson, the winner of the Illegal Curve Merchandise Contest for tonight he's going to win some great jets gear and again the illegal curve unique code word of the day ipad free zone so enter that in on the contest page you can find the contest page in the drop down arrow of our youtube channel in the show description or you can also find it all over our website illegalcurve.com A double dip of IC comes to an end for this Saturday night there, Mr. Ginsburg. It's been a pleasure spending time. Go for a double dip cone right now. I'm surprised. You know what? The world is your oyster. It's 9.47 p.m. I'm confident your kids are in bed. Your wife is probably in bed. You get in that car. You've earned that ice cream cone. In, even though it's I will not be, I will absolutely below. not be leaving the house right now. It is freezing. Hey, you know that I will be in bed within 20 minutes. Okay, there you go. Actually, probably not. I'll watch SNL. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at you. You're watching yeah. SNL. You're, I'm still old school. school. I still like to watch yeah. SNL live 1030. Okay, look at you staying up, yeah. burning up. When I have a chance. Night. Yeah, when you have a chance, you might you know, only have to stay up for another 45 minutes. And uh, who's the who's the host tonight? I bet. Do you know? Well, that? I have no idea. I That's say, what you I know the answer to that question. No, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it regardless of, yeah. of who the host is. But oh, Hang on, hang on. I'm here. The, the host, uh, River Red is the host tonight. River Red is, is hosting Saturday Night Live tonight. So, uh, you know, it's all, you know, coming together in, in a perfect harmony. Uh, not a perfect harmony for the Winnipeg Jets, in fact. Did you see, sorry, I know you, I mean, with rumors and and comedy in your blood did you see uh john lovitz i believe was uh john lovitz was portraying george santos on saturday night live i believe so yeah george for those who don't know george santos is uh he's the lying bit of a bit of a bit of a joke right now in in the u.s political scene (laughs) so i'm pretty sure john lovitz played him apparently was hilarious i haven't seen it but i thought you would like that i uh he was on howard stern recently Okay. Um, normally, I listen to Howard. I, I haven't watched an episode of uh, of Saturday Night Live in a long, long time. So unless it goes viral and I somehow see it in my socials, uh, you know, my socials because I'm cool, I can say things like that. Uh, otherwise, I'll probably miss it. Other otherwise, but uh, well, you're seeing the you're seeing some SNL guys at live and in person at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, right? Yeah, yeah. Chris Red is coming in March, so if you don't already have tickets to see Chris Red, you can definitely get those uh, at RumorsComedyClub.com next week at Rumors. 
I mean, uh, you know, Kevin Farley was playing to a week's worth of sold out shows this week. And then Kyle Bottom, of course, next week at Rumors. So we want to say thank you to Rumors for, of course, being the sponsor, one of the sponsors of the post game show the Saturday show, the website, our friends also at Linden Market Dental Center, Zapia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck. You know, that, uh, that's where Grizz Smash is getting his toque from. Boston Pizza, Seagram's, Rolly's Transfer, Grid Park, and The Keg support all these fine businesses because of their continued support of Illegal Curve Hockey. If you haven't already done so, smash the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, leave us feedback on the YouTube channel, leave us feedback on iTunes, on Spotify, anywhere where you can download the podcast. We always love to hear what you have to say and we have to think about this fine program and all the fine programs we put together. More post game coverage to come on illegalcurve.com for Ezra Ginsburg I'm your host Drew Mandel if it's Saturday it's both the illegal curve hockey show and tonight the illegal curve post game show thanks for joining us everyone we'll see you on Monday for the post game show right around 9 45 p.m following the Jets and the St. Louis Blues until then have a great night be safe we'll see you soon thanks for listening to this broadcast from illegal curve hockey For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.